You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. Thanks for joining in the podcast today. I got a great one. I'm super pumped about this podcast today because this is all about things that I learned in 2019. So think of it as a, a yearly um, recap, whatever whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things that I could take away from this past year. And, you know, we're going to kind of cover the map here. I mean, there's things that get, like, pretty deep on life, I guess you could say. Things that are really kind of mindset-based with training. Um, things that are all just revolves around training. Um, you know, and just it, just some really cool topics here. Some some little ones that I want to put in there, but uh, we'll get to them. Anyways, guys, I got a lot to talk about today. And um, Forge Barbell, man, I feel like it's been a while since a live feed from Big Benches. What's up, my friend? Uh, yeah, so I have been going live more on Facebook Live. So uh, you don't like Big Benches on Facebook, make sure you guys do if you're listening to this. Uh, if you are joining us on the Instagram Live, uh, I've been going live more on the Facebook Live. So uh, I've been trying to do both, but doing more with the Facebook. So make sure that you follow us there. But uh, yeah, for today's episode, I'm really pumped about it. Got a lot of topics. You know, I don't want to waste anyone's time. So let's get right into it, all right? And I think this first one is something that a lot of people can resonate with. All right, and that's lack of motivation in your training okay 2019 i started off the year in a pretty different place than i ended the year all right where i started the year is certainly not where i ended um you know i ended on a great note but the beginning of the year i was kind of trailing right off that 2018 season you know i was i was getting ready for the arnold but other than benching you know i was really lacking on my my squatting and deadlift training and you know, I had a really hard time with that for 2018. Yes, not many people know, but after the 2017 Arnold, uh, you know, I kind of got away from the whole full power gig. Uh, um, you know, I started training raw mostly. You know, I think it was just at the time I was just kind of ran dry with my schedule and with everything going on and trying to fit training in around like a, a big long day. It was just. You know, it comes back to if it's important to you, you'll get it in. But I just kind of had enough with trying to come up with enough training partners to push for an 800-pound squat. You know, I was sitting at 731 grade at the meet, the Arnold. And, you know, I was at a place where I had a new canvas suit. You know, I was like, man, I'm feeling good to squat 800 in this thing. And I just didn't have people around me um, at the time that I would train to give me a hand. You know what I mean? And I, I, I could have round up people, but it was such a chore. It was like a whole chore together just finding people to get around to train. And I'm sure a lot of you probably feel that way too, You know, especially if you're a multiply lifter. I mean, you need a whole group of people. And you, you never know who you can count on or like what's going to happen. And, and you know, I had some training partners drop off. And, um, you know, it was just, it was a tough time and I just kind of got sick of trying to find people. So I said, hell with this shit, I'm going to just lift raw cause I can do it alone. So 
that's what I did. I just started lifting raw, and you know, I pushed some good numbers that way to get up to a 630 rap squat at the time. Back then, you know, being a lighter body weight, I was happy with that. But uh, yeah, I kind of took a break from the full power deal, and as more and more time went on, and I got more and more focused with just bench only stuff. You know, that kind of really fell by the wayside to the point where I just, I almost wasn't squatting or deadlifting at all on any basis uh, with any sort of consistency. And, you know, being a powerlifting coach myself, that bothered me. You know, I, I wanted to hang my hat on a big bench, but, you know, the, having the lack of the, the squatting and the deadlifting really bothered me. And, um, you know, 2019's really when I started, we're going to get into it more about how to, you know, setting goals and what's important to you and, um, you know, what things you value and stuff like that. And, yeah, I'm going to get into that more in the podcast, but it, it kind of goes back to that. Like, it was it was something that was, was lacking, and I, I really missed just having the love for the training. You know, I, I missed just enjoying the training. You know what I mean? I got to a point where training felt like a chore, and that's probably where a lot of you um, end up is just training feels like a chore you got to bring yourself to do it you're lacking the motivation and believe me i was there i was there 100 percent this past year um you know starting off 2019 very different headspace and it wasn't until uh probably around february i remember it very distinctly um you know we weren't going out for i believe it's valentine's day and um i was like man i just gotta sign up for a meet I just got to sign up for a meet at this point because I'm not going to start squatting and deadlifting like I used to. And I need something to get me there. Um, and I just, I had to sign up for me because I know it's going to push me. So, you know, if you're finding yourself lacking motivation, I know a lot of people coming off of meat, that's a tough time. That's a tough time because you don't necessarily have the next meat in sight yet. You know, you're at a point where your training is going to be changing and, you know, it's you have to back off the heavy weights, and you're not going to be handling heavy weights at that point because you just came off a peak. You have different goals at the moment, and it's a tough time because you want to lift heavy. Uh, everything feels heavy because you know you're getting into volume work again, and you know this is a time when a lot of people drop off and they have a hard time motivating themselves to to get back going and whatnot. So I knew at that time I had to sign up for a meet. Uh, so I ended up doing. A meet in April. Uh, I stuck to sure to benching. Did a great 7:30 bench. That was a PR for me, and I wanted to get back into the PR side of things with the bench. And I did that, and I squatted, and I and I uh, deadlifted. Nothing to write home about, but I did it raw. I didn't wear knee wraps. Nothing. Just something to motivate me in my training, and uh, you know, got me back into it. So that was huge for me this past year. And then from there, I'd say. You know, when I really caught consistency again was about in July. And that's when I said, all right, I'm going to push this multiply stuff again. You know, my schedule lightened up a bit and, you know, I just got to work. And I found training to be fun again. You know, I had people to train around. I would train at, uh, you know, Pitta Iron Gym. You know, I'm coaching Pete. He's on our team now. And I'm very uh, fortunate to have him uh, as a part of the Big Benches team. And, you know, it was great getting to lift with those guys. We started bench crews on uh, Monday morning. It was awesome. And, uh, you know, we had a great time. And it was, it was fun. It was training became fun. And, you know, I started doing more deadlift and squat training. And, uh, you know, it all came together at the end of the year with a big meet to get back into it. So I was very fortunate for that. And, um, you know, I know that's where a lot of people 
are at right now. You know, you're lacking motivation. Um, you know, you're just, it's, training feels like a chore. All right. But bear with me, guys, because, you know, you're going to get through that phase. You know, if you really do enjoy powerlifting and that feeling you get out of me, it's a feeling you can't get any other time. You know, being in that meat environment, going through that struggle. You know, if you truly enjoy that, you love doing that, you know, it's something that, that, that's part of me. You know, power was part of me. I did it for a long time, and that's where I kind of identified with people. And, um, you know, I always felt comfortable in the gym. So you're going to get through it if you're in that period right now. You know, it might take a schedule change. It might be you find a new crew to train with, something like that. But something's going to happen, um, you know, if you just keep looking towards the bright side of things. Uh, you're going to push past that. And, you know, one of the best things, one of the best things to spark that progress again, sign up for a meet. You know, you might not feel ready for it. And I certainly wasn't going to hit PRs at that meet I signed up for April. You know, I just needed something. I had seven weeks before that event, and I was like, I need to sign up for something to get my butt in gear. You know, I know I wasn't going to PR, but it's just what I had to do. Um, you know, we have a few athletes on the team now who just need to do a meet. They're not going to PR at the meet. They're not going to hit their all-time best, but they've been out of it for a while, and that's okay. They just need that meet to push them to train now, catch that spark again there, go through that again, and boom, right back to it, all right? But, you know, that's what happens. You get to an extended layoff like that. Um, you know, maybe some training partners bail out on you, having a hard time with that. You know, there's going to be greener pastures, guys. So I want to start off with that topic. That was a big thing for me in 2019. And I wanted to kick off with that because I know a lot of people are already there. Um, the back training, man, did that have an impact on my bench. And, guys, that's nothing new, right? We always know big back, big bench. I wrote that article back in 2018. So, you know, it's nothing new. Um, but back training, this is like the first time this past year that I noticed just an enormous gain from that. All right. Um, you know, not that I hadn't before. You know, we would train back hard. I would do, you know, some 10 by 10 stuff with the penlay rows. You know, we were hitting back steel rows. But, um, you know, this this past year, being very specific to the back training, knowing my rear delts, my upper back need to work. You heard me time and time again, guys. I've been putting out a lot of content on upper back training. Uh, there's a reason for that because – that 90-pound PR I had on the bench did not come for no reason. Um, you know, that was – I really brought up my upper back strength. Uh, I'll never forget that session we had in July, getting ready for that meet. Uh, you know, I hadn't trained too, too heavy before that. And then all of a sudden, you know, we get into the, the session where you – know, I don't know how it's going to go. It's like the third time I'm going to handle 800. And just every weight just freaking smoke show. You know, to I took 800, and I was like, that's it. You know, I seriously, that was a session where I had to check the weight again because I wasn't sure I had the right weight on the bar. You know, that's how big of an impact I'm talking about. Something happened in that time. Yeah, there's some tips I want to get into here, too, about, you know, changing some setup stuff and, and changing, um, you know, some of the technical stuff. But, boy, did that have a huge, huge impact, the back training itself, because now you can lock your position down better. Uh, you could control the bar better. Guys, that weight felt light. It's not all technique. There was some strength there helping that out. 
All right, that weight felt light. Going from that 730, how that felt, to shit 800 on the bar, smoke show, you know, something going on there. So that upper back training made a huge impact. And then that really opened my eyes because that was a weak point for me, and I addressed it. You know, I finally addressed it in my training, and boom, skyrocketed did the weight. So, um, you know, it might not be upper back for you guys, but I'm willing to bet. I'm telling you, a lot of people need that upper back work, back training in general. And this past year, if we're talking about recap of 2019, some of my biggest lessons, the impact back strength can have in your lifting you know, can be pretty unbelievable. You know, to the point where now if, if I find some free time during an off day or something, I've got my butt in the gym and I'm doing rows and shit. You know, just back work. Uh, if it's off day for our athletes, I encourage them go and do posterior chain work. You know, that includes back work, back, glutes, hammies. You know, if you're going to train some, train those muscle groups. Anything you can't see in the mirror. Um, another kind of life one here. All right, not having balance is okay. It could be balance in your training, balance um, with your work, whatever the case may be. You know, balancing all that stuff. You know, finding enough free time to, to spend at home. Uh, you know, finding the free time to do activities you enjoy. Finding the free time to be with kids. Finding the free time to do your training. You know, not having balance uh, is something that really gets people upset. And everyone's trying to seek this balance, right? Everyone's trying to seek a, a place of balance. And that would be nice, right? It would feel nice to be balanced and have all your shit together. But guess what, guys? No one has that. Nothing's ever balanced. You know, and that's a big lesson that I had to kind of get down is, um, you know, you're seeking something that's not going to be there. There's this, um, you know, idea of having balance. There's going to be times when your balance is, is skewed to one side than the other. So, you know, this past meet that I did, especially the last two, three weeks, I was super focused on my training. But I was okay with that. You know, I I get real, I beat myself up big because... You know, I really care about the success of our team, and I, I care that I'm there for them on a big level. And, you know, things like being delayed on, you know, seeing their videos and getting back to them on progress, you know, that stuff bothers me. It bothers me, um, but, you know, there's only so much time in a day. And I had to prioritize some other things then. I had long training sessions. It could have been like three hours I was in the gym training. You know, I multiply stuff serious. <clears throat> so, yeah, I was training long long time and i had to be okay with everything else kind of taking a step back you know there's going to be phases throughout your year where you're focused on a certain goal it's coming up it's approaching and you got to give that more time all right um so in that scenario your balance is going to be skewed you know you're never going to have perfect balance with everything it's not going to exist all right you got to know what you got coming up what's a priority you know, and then being okay with not being balanced. You know, now I have more time to, uh, you know, I haven't trained this week really. I went to the gym for time to hit back, but I'm waiting to uh, get back into the thick of things next week. And, um, you know, I've had more, more downtime, more time I can spend with, with the team and doing all the things on, on the back end that I need to do and, and having these podcasts, stuff like like that, right? But, um, you know, I never say I'm in, in perfect balance. So, guys, that's not going to exist. So don't beat yourself up over that. 
All right. There's going to be days where you're like, shit, you know, I didn't get much of shit done. But that's okay. It's okay because tomorrow you'll make up for it. Another day. All right. Enjoy what's in front of you. Going to go training side of things now. Some shirted tips. I'll talk talk about, um, you know, not only did the upper back help me make that leap 730 pounds in April to 820 pounds in September. It was a lot of what I did technically in the shirt and some technical things that I also focused on. Okay. And that was uh, first the setup in the shirt. So anyone who's multiply listening in, this is, was key for me. Okay, guys. Um, you know, it's all on the takeout. It's all about that takeout. And, um, you know, one of the big technical aspects was this concept of squish the cushion. You know, squish the cushion and, um, you know, drive those shoulders into the pad. Okay. Um, So that was huge for me. And every time I take the bar, I think of that. Because when you get that bar out of the rack, you want to immediately lock out. You want a fully extended arms. And you want to, boom, retract into that pad so hard that you squish the cushion underneath you. Okay, that's everything. And that's how you get that upper back activation. So not only did I get stronger at it, but I also utilized it better. Squish the cushion, guys. Best cue you're going to use. Okay, squish the cushion, right? Pocket the armpits. All right, super huge there. Um, So that was big. And then the other thing on the setup. So I would go about my normal setup, but I always felt like that shirt was keeping me from getting my full arch. Okay, so what I started doing was just crawling the, after I got my um, handset. I'll just crawl my shoulders down, and I would rebuild that arch, and I'd let that shirt kind of ride up me, all right? Um, I wouldn't try to fight it. You know, I don't really like when people pull my shirt down. I don't want it pulled down. You know, it's going to sit where it's going to sit. You know, I got it good there, all right? But I need to be able to arch under it. If it has to slide up a tad, that's fine, but I can't have that shirt holding me down. You know, if there's something holding me here at the collar and someone's holding me at the bottom of the shirt... You're like putting a freaking canvas over me. You know, I can't arch into that. So let that shirt ride up. You can maneuver the belt down, but don't mess with the shirt. So crawl the shoulders down at the finish of the setup was absolutely huge. Got my positioning back. Actually felt like I was benching how I should be benching again relative to what I would do raw. And I didn't feel like I was traveling a shit ton. Therefore, I could take it out better, sink everything good. Um, Total game changer. Okay, so if you're in the bench shirt... You know, so small things like that you got to play around with. And I, I didn't understand why one day might feel great, one day might feel shitty. And then I was like, well, shit, this is what I'm doing here. And, um, you know, I got to start doing this stuff. And boom, there it is. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a song. Or that's whoop, there it is. Ah, it's close. Forge Barbell, Appleton, rum and coke for this worker, man. You got me beat, fella. I just got this shitty coffee right here. But I did pick up a nice bottle of Mitchell's whiskey the other day, so uh, maybe that's for after this. Good morning, squat. Laugh face. Thanks for watching Good Morning Squat. I can't squat in the morning. That would kick my ass. All right. Moving on. Set goals and get excited about something. All right. Um, First off, sip of coffee for the worker, man. That was rude of me. Mm. All right. Back in. So, guys, at the beginning of the year this year, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I believe next podcast will be our um, goal-setting podcast. That was a popular one last year. We did a goal-setting podcast last year. (coughs) I made a goal-setting PDF paper with that worksheet. 
Okay. Uh, this was something I took from uh, – you guys probably don't listen to her, but um, uh, Amy Porterfield. She has a online marketing podcast, and you know she did a goal-setting thing at the end of the year. And I was like, well, shit, this helped me quite a bit, so I'm going to do a goal-setting podcast uh, for those who listen to mine. You know, make it more lifting related. So I made a lifting related goals podcast, and um, it was great. And a lot of people went to get that PDF, and people were filling it out and you know showing their goals and getting excited about something. And I did that myself, and I, you know, that was that was big for me having those goals down. You know, whatever it may be. You know, it might be. You know, the the normal one is you want to achieve a certain weight. All right, in your lifts, you know, you're going for a certain goal weight. But you know, the other thing is, uh, you know, you might want to get to a certain weight class, or you might just want to do a meet, or maybe you're you're trying to get a certain weight within a weight class, and you know, there's a lot of different combinations, and then you can go beyond that. Like, you know, I want to get better at, um, you know, adding in this work that I've been, you know, foregoing for a while. I want to add in, um, you know, more rear delt work, whatever the case may be. Set these little goals, you know, set measures of progress, get unique about it, get think about it, all right, and set these goals for the for the new year. I tell you guys, you sit down and you just give yourself an hour and you turn all shit off, right, and you give yourself an hour and you just jot things down. Just jot things down you'd like to accomplish within the new year, you know, and it, it might be things that don't seem feasible right now. Yeah, that's kind of the point. You know, I I jotted down that I wanted to travel to a lot of things. You know, there's bench clinics. I want to set up these bench clinics, and I wanted to get out and coach some of our lifters and things like that. And, you know, I wasn't sure at the time that I was going to be able to do that. But I wrote it down, and lo and behold, I've traveled more this year than I ever had any other year, and I had a hell of a time doing it. So, you know, get that stuff down on paper and put it out there and, It'll come around to you. All right, you'll be surprised. But give yourself an hour. Shut everything off and just plan out some stuff for the next year. All right, and then it's fun to look back on. You know, I got my paper upstairs still from last year, and I'm going to look at, see how well I did now at the end. So, you know, I'm going to make that a yearly thing for sure. So next week will be our goal setting podcast. I'm really excited about that. Um, There will be a PDF. So, you know, download that next week, and that's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. But get excited about something. I'm pumped up for the new year. I got a lot of goals myself, a lot of things that I want to do. You know, I can't wait to write my goals for next year. And you know, I get really pumped about that. Things I want to do, not just in the lifting realm, but you know, on the business side of things too. Being able to get out to more people, impact more people, see more places, um, and coach more of our lifters. That's really important to me. All right, um, I was very surprised this past year to actually find out how many lifters are actually very reserved about their um you know their first meet getting into their first meet you know there's a lot of people out there who you know from from chatting people they are thinking about a meet but they're not quite sure they would like to do one but they're they're very reserved about it. they're not feeling ready about it you know the common thing I'm not ready yet that whole deal um, you know, I was very surprised to hear that from a lot of people. And, you know, just seeing the recent growth of powerlifting in the past years has been awesome. That it's a bigger time thing now for sure. 
uh, more people getting into it. I think it's fantastic. All right. And um, I want to see more people get into it. So I've been spreading a lot of information on, you know, you don't have to necessarily uh, feel ready to jump into your first meet. You know, so if you're listening to this, this is for the people listening to this who potentially want to do a meet who um, just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Haven't pulled the trigger and, um, you know, are just reserved about it for some reason. Guys, just sign up. That's what I say every time. Just sign up. Don't feel ready for it. You know, you're not even going to know who the hell you're competing with. Guarantee it. You're not even going to know who you're competing with. All right. Um, So just do it. Just do it. It's going to be the best thing that you've done. You know, when I signed up for mine, I, you know, you always don't feel ready for it. You always have jitters and nerves and whatnot surrounding it. You know, I didn't have anyone really there with me. I didn't have a coach with me there. I was just, I was a lone soldier going six hours somewhere. And it was a meet of like 13 people. And, um, you know, it was one of the best things. It was one of the best things. And did I have a hell of a time? You know, ask me now, today, if I would have a hell of a time at a meet with 13 lifters, but they didn't even play music. There wasn't even music playing, guys. And, you know, ask me today if I would have had a hell of a time at that meet. I would have told you, hell no. Right? But it was my first meet. I met some fantastic people. I had a great time. I had a great time. And it was the first one, you know. So it was special. Um, Had a hell of a time. So, guys, just do it. Just do it. Um, And we got Chad. Chad Dennis, what's up, buddy? I should be doing my first this summer in Maine if everything goes right. Yeah, that'll probably be, um, I imagine it's RPS Jamie's meet there. You know, hopefully, maybe I'll be around at one of those too. Um, I'm hoping to do one of his meets this year as well. So uh, maybe we'll be competing together, bud. That'll be fun. Um, so I'll be really excited to uh, meet you down there. And, um, you know, we have the bench clinic over there in March. So... I encourage you to sign up for that. Um, and, guys, check out our bench clinics on bigbenches.com. All right, I'm going to uh, Santa Cruz this January, coming to North Dakota. You know, I didn't even know where the hell North Dakota was, but I'm, I'm going there in March. And um, then we're going to uh, Vermont. I'm going to Vermont, uh, Jamie's place there, uh, Fairhaven Fitness. And, um, you know, I can't wait to put on a uh, great clinic with Jamie as well there. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And I got more stuff uh, hopefully happen soon. I'm trying to uh, schedule something right now in the uh, Houston area. And, you know, just trying to get out there more and, and put out some great info for you and, and meet more people. So, um, yeah, check that out, bigbenches.com, bench clinics. If you'd like to host a bench clinic in your area, you know, maybe a CrossFit gym or an owner that might want to uh, host such an event, you know, let me know. Uh, Coach Ben at BigBenches.com. Uh, that's my email. Hit me up there. All right. Um, now, this one is just kind of a comment um, that I do love me some Texas. Uh, this was my first uh, time visiting Texas. And I got to say, guys, I haven't traveled too much. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, Texas is one of those places where I was like, man, I could see myself being here. You know what I mean? Uh, I've been to a few states now. Nothing cold really makes the list. Um, and you know, I'd have to say if I, there's a lot of places I still want to go, but 
Texas seemed like a really nice place. Uh, it was the Austin area I was around. I was coaching uh, our lifter, Adam and Trey. And uh, boy, did, was it a fantastic week. And we stayed extra. We did some river floating stuff in Austin. We, you know, we went out to eat a few times. And um, man, the barbecue was unreal. But it was nice. It was nice there. Um, so I could definitely see myself going there. Uh, another little life thing. Okay. And this is this is kind of about getting away from our electronics and things and, and just appreciating simple things. You know, one of the things this past year that I tried to do more of was just um taking a moment to uh just just enjoy things you, you think might be silly. You know what I mean? Like walking uh in the morning at the beach on a boardwalk there, um just kinda of focusing in on the waves. You know what I mean? Just like thinking how the shit how how the hell do those waves get there you know what i mean like what's happening that making these waves and um you know they're just like walking in the woods hearing a rustling of the leaves you know in the winter time here just getting that silence and and stepping on the leaves and um you know how how uh how nice the grass is growing on a certain place you know just dumb stuff like that but you know when you take a step back and you realize um, you know how beautiful nature is and just those little things that you take for granted like wow the clouds look really nice today you know like they it looks like the rocky mountains out there these clouds are looking awesome i know it sounds weird guys but just being appreciative of that kind of stuff um you know it's it's nice it's nice to uh disconnect from things because we can get our minds filled with a lot of shit you know what I mean? I'm constantly thinking about, you know, the next thing I got to do, the next next task I got, things coming up. I'm getting anxious about things coming up that haven't even happened that are, like, way out. And um, it's nice to just zone out from all that, you know, call, call it meditation, if you will. Um, but, you know, I think it's really important. And just to get away from your phone and your electronics and, um, you know, I, I like to put my phone on the charger, leave it up in the office and just you know disconnect from it completely and i'm i'm not good at that yet but i'm gonna get there um you know i like interacting with everyone um responding to messages and stuff i enjoy that but i can't let it be all consuming of me so uh you gotta disconnect from that type of stuff time time okay uh there's there's tricks out there you can uh you can uninstall your apps, your Instagram, whatever the case may be. You know, honestly, if I didn't have a business, probably wouldn't be on social media. I don't post much, um, you know, personal stuff like that. You know, you probably never see me post personal stuff like that except for pictures. But, um, you know, it's good to disconnect from that stuff, guys. Um, you know, I also want you to, to challenge yourself to think about what things are important to you. All right. Um, what things are important to you? Uh, in in terms of why do you like what do you want to do and, and why are you doing the things you're doing and you know if you even gave any of that stuff thought in the first place you know what I mean uh, you know I was thinking this past year um, um, about you know what are what are things that are important to me like what are things that even if I had all the money in the world like what would I want to do with it. You know, and um, one of the things that was really important to me right now is being able to travel. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, I've already had some amazing travel opportunities. So that was pretty cool. Um, 
I would be doing that anyway. Maybe sitting first class, but I'd still be traveling at the end of the day. Um, eating places, well, you know, I already do that pretty good too. But, uh, you know, I would like a bigger meal, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, it's all the same stuff I'm already doing. So it just got me thinking, you know, just how appreciative of being able to do the things I'm already doing. And it's just, it's nice to, um, nice to think about those things. Like what, what, what's important to you like in terms of um, what do you want to be doing? Uh, are you already doing it? You know, what, what do you have to do to get there? You know, there's this, uh, there's this, I guess you'd call it a, a drill, whatever it is, uh, a drill about, um, you know, what's your perfect day like? And I like this one because you write down like, what would you do in like your perfect day here? What's a perfect day to you? And, you know, I did this a long time ago and, um, it's, you think back four years ago when I did that, four or five years ago, um, man, am I like right on the button with it. It's uh, pretty wild, you know, and I never thought I'd actually achieve that perfect day, but I'm pretty close to just being there. So, um, you know, do those drills. Think about those things. Think about what you want to be doing, how to get there, you know, have a game plan for doing the things you want to do. All right, and uh, you know why those things are important to you. What's your why? You know, we talked about a little bit that on the podcast. You know, having a strong why. Um, you know, all good things to think about. Um, to move back to training, let's break this up a little bit. We're going back to training here. Sip of coffee for the working man. Mmm, damn good. All right, guys. Um, so talking about sneaking some volume in. All right, training comes down to volume, guys. Yeah, the more volume you can get in, just the more work you can get in on your body there, um, you know, the better, the more you're going to benefit, you know, so whether that's sneaking in 100 push-ups a day, you know, if you could do that and recover from it and do that consistently and get that extra volume, then that's freaking awesome, you know, that's that's going to benefit you big time, you know, something I started doing was sneaking volume into the warm-ups and just making, you know, routine habits out of getting more volume in. So that would might be something like, okay, well, every time I'm going to bench, I'm going to do uh, three sets of 15 dumbbell press and rear delt, you know, doing um, some out, elbow out rows, metal rows. Um, I'm going to do 100 band pull-aparts before every time I bench, making that a thing. Every time i coaching at the gym, I am going to do this mobility work. Um, I'm going to do this back work before I leave. You know, making it a routine in your day, like I need to do this, but when I when I get here, you know, so, you know, before I leave the gym or something, I need to do this. Uh, before I bench, I need to do this. You know, sneak volume in that way, make it a routine, okay? Helps a ton. Helps more than you think. This is the first year as well, 2019, that I learned how to really tuck in a shirt. Now, this was a concept that, speak of Jamie and Fairhaven, uh, Fairhaven Fitness and Powerlifting team there. He, he, um, you know, was working with me, getting me to tuck a little more in the shirt. Right. He actually, uh, he's coaching me now, and he's one that uh, really showed me shirted lifting back when. And I was handling like three fifteen at one of his clinics. So I'm excited to go up there in Vermont uh, in March and, and do a clinic with him. But um, 
you know, this is the first time I really felt it. And I was at that 7.30 bench in April using a Super Katana. And, you know, I, I, I learned this concept, too, from Rich Putnam, who, who said, you know, spread the bar first. Get that spread, pull it first. And then once that shirt collar starts to lock up at the chest, okay, now start to tuck. Start to tuck the elbows and barrel down towards the belly, okay? Um, and it, the first time that all came together, the whole concept of spreading, then tucking, and then, um, you know, just getting the elbows tucked in general. And I felt that on that bench at 7.30. I felt that shirt, okay, spread at the chest, and then that locked up. And I'm like, all right, well, I need to, I need to start getting down more. I need to get down more, tucking, tucking. And I felt the, the tricep to the shirt really catch on or I'm sorry, the shirt um, sleeve, the back there of the tricep really catch on to my arm. And, uh, you know, I, I felt that shift, that load just kind of dispersed from the chest collar to boom in the triceps. And there it was, the tuck, the touch, and boom, throw back. And um, I was like, shit, you know, I was, well, I was doing it. I was like, shit, man, I'm feeling this now. I'm finally tucking right and um, what helped me was Rich Putnam's Bench Freak Band. You go to benchfreak.com. Uh, the Bench Freak Band was a beautiful product for me. You know, it's like a, pretty much a knee wrap shown together. You three layers there, and you can groove it like a shirt. It's a fantastic training tool, um, you know, to be able to do pretty much shirted work without being in a shirt. It's a lifesaver. And, you know, being able to do that, regularly a huge deal for me learning how to tuck better and whatnot so that bench freak band guys that's serious shit if you want to get on that um if you're a quick lifter check it out check out rich's thing uh it's it's really it's great great product and that really helped me tuck better in the shirt um the other thing too guys (laughs) life lesson for you don't skimp on toilet paper don't tell me how, you know, I'm not going to tell you how I learned that one, but, you know, get the Charmin Ultra Soft, you know, point blank. It's worth it. Moving on, Facebook Marketplace. All right, so uh, this is not new. You know, you guys might be like, what What the hell is this something you learned new in 2019? Well, guys, I didn't know really how to sell something on Facebook Marketplace. I guess I was behind the times, you know, call me old, whatever, but, man, I've been selling stuff from a gym like crazy on Facebook Marketplace. Um, you know, just in the course of a month, I transformed this whole thing. I got rid of the uh, the pulley system I had. I sold a rack. I drove to Jersey at 5 in the morning and got a rack. I, got, I made a deadlift platform. I got a deadlift bar. I got mono attachments. I went nuts. You know what I mean? I didn't know this thing was going. That, that was that such a big thing. It's like the new Craigslist. Everything's on Facebook Marketplace, guys. It's unreal. Um, but I learned that this past year, so I'm including it. And then the last thing I'm going to leave you guys with today. All right, the last thing. Now, this is this is something you should be doing, seriously. You know, having uh, therapy done for your body, okay? Uh, getting a bi-weekly massage for me has been an absolute game changer, okay? I can't even tell you how big of a game changer that has been. From worrying about, you know, all these different things, uh, that I was worrying about tightness in my pecs and sore forms and just this radiating pain down my arm. Um, Just being where I was without it, um, you know, I I never want to look back to that because I, I turn my head and my neck is pulled, you know, all the way down my back. It's horrible. 
right? That's when I got to bad, you know, when I wasn't doing the bioleaking massage. I, was, I would turn my head and I'd pull my neck. It was bad. And, um, you know, I tried doing all the, the soft tissue work and stuff. Just it wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't making progress that way. And, um, you know, all it took was the bi-weekly massage. I did that for a while. And, man, what a difference that made. You know what I mean? So, guys, you owe it to yourself. If you're beat up, find something because it's going to help big time. So, you know, it took me from I was in this garbage place where I was, you know, this pain and stuff. And, um, you know, I, like I said, turned my head, pulled my neck. Uh, to I went and, and I started doing the bi-weekly massage again. And, man, what a difference it made. Uh, unbelievable. So, Guys, you're worth it. Treat yourself to it. It's never it's never something that you want to put into your your budget. Um, I was stubborn. I was like, you know, I'll just do soft tissue work. But it is so impactful. Uh, it is worth the investment for yourself. And if you have the right person, they are are well worth um, investing in to get that work done. So that was a huge thing for me in 2019. Um, you know, I won't go period again without having that done. That's the lifesaver. Uh, so guys, uh, take it from me. That's a huge one. I learned 2019 getting back with the, the massage. That was huge. All right. Um, all right. We got a question. This is a buzzer beater question, guys. Um, the end of the podcast got buzzer beater question. Infamous AJ 99. What's really good to build the upper chest? All right, so this one's a little more of a bodybuilding-related question. I'm a little more of a powerlifting coach, but I'll go ahead and answer it for what it's worth. So uh, I like to do, first off, one great one is doing incline flies. You ever do those incline flies with chain weight or band weight? That's nice, right, to build the upper chest that way. Uh, You know, I've also seen where people put dumbbells together. They connect them together, almost like you're doing a tape press, and they would press on an incline like that. Um, that seems to really hammer you good, you know, incline bench, um, you know, all that. But again, I'm not trying to build a specific muscle group. I'm just trying to get my bench up at the end of the day as a power lifter. So, um, yeah, appreciate the bodybuilding question, but, uh, you know, I, yeah, experiment. <laughs> all right. What do we got? Buzzer beater, Zach Dillon. That's right. B horn. My neck cranks weren't good enough. Nope, didn't get the job done. Not strong enough. Infamous AJ ninety nine. I'm powerlifter as well. Um, yeah, well, uh, absolutely, my friend. Uh, building up the upper chest, especially if it's a weak area, very, very important. Um, but you know, I, I it'd be the incline press and um, probably the incline flies for me. I'd say good way to add some hypertrophy there. Uh, trying three uh, thirty, trying to go to four hundred five. Best of luck to you, my friend. Uh, four hundred, big big milestone. Hey, let me know when you hit it. I'll send you the four hundred club milestone shirt. Alrighty. Um, best of luck to you. I hope everyone has a fantastic twenty twenty. We got, I think, one more podcast. I think one more podcast before the uh, new year. So next next uh, week there we have our. Goal setting podcast. That was a popular one last year. I made a PDF. All right. And uh, we are going to make that again this year. So, all you guys uh, listen next week, download the PDF. Uh, it's goal setting for lifters. 
and uh, let's get to it. Let's make 2020 a big, big year. All right. Um, the Zach Dillon buzzer beater. I'll give you one more buzzer beater here on Instagram. Going wild. I want to bench big the Zach Dillon. You know what? That's that's something we all got on our, our uh, Christmas wish list, my friend, is a bigger, bigger bench. Hey, um, you know, know what? Hit me up on uh, CoachBen at BigBenches.com. Um, if you shoot me an email, uh, I will hook you up with something. All right, let's get that bench up. ABN Bowl, buzzer beater, 2020, I want a 500-pound bench at 220 pounds in a full meet, of course. That would be a hell of an accomplishment, my friend. I hope you get there. All right, guys, I am shutting down. All right, I appreciate everyone joining the podcast. Uh, If you want to get involved with our team, uh, you can check out BigBenches.com. Go to the VIP membership. It is our most affordable way to uh, get involved with the team, to get some coaching uh, critiques, and uh, all the programs are free with membership. All right, guys, so uh, if you're in our VIP membership, you're getting all the bonus content for squats, deadlifts as well. You know, we're doing live webinars once a month. Next one's this Sunday. You guys got time to sign up and join in, and you're getting a lifetime discount from our website. So, you know, there's no way better way to get involved with the team and get the help you need for the new year at a very affordable cost. Check out the VIP membership. Appreciate all of you, and I will talk to you next time.